early. You're early, man. Yo, what to do, folks? Back again. Back again for another episode of Early. Appreciate you for getting up with us. Um, sure. Today is the 9th of June. Friday. These fucking weeks is going by so fast, man. Yeah, yeah, We're middle of the year. Halfway, man. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. We've been doing this for a minute, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yo, shout out. First of all, I just yeah. seen the fucking bag up in here. This is from Baspi's brother. They're old what is? fucking brand. They actually want to sponsor us here early. No fucking Baspi's way. Brother, they cultivated this. Took several years to cultivate this. Shit yeah. Like that. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Coochie runs. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad I mean, at this at all. This, is, this shit look like biodegradable Bruh, or some shit. <laughs> Okay, y'all together. Let me just give y'all the next culture north. So culture you know, north. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to y'all. Um Tell that's you, that's man. awesome. Yeah, 100 percent Bro, man. man, we're really Come coming on, into an era where like everybody is doing something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like uh I can I think I say this often, like offline, like um as we get older, you know what I'm saying? We're becoming like our peer group are becoming the ones that are gonna start changing the world even you know what i'm saying like you know it's just say, inevitably true 100 like you know when they talk about building like you really want to build laterally because don't let the time pass you and the same people that maybe you thought are like oh you're not at those type of level or platform whatever crazy. it's like guess what crazy those years passed now they yeah. are and you might have been stagnant or and it's like yo bro this is the type of growth that and it, happen, it happens slowly you know, you know what i'm saying it's just like over time more experience comes um we talked about that with micah but like that's that's next week <laughs> you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, but let's, let's get into what we got going on this week we got a dope interview with uh willie the kid, willie the man. kid it's kind of it's kind of crazy to even say Come on, but, man, the um, yeah man uh crazy. like crazy. real quick before we get into it like tell folks how that even came about bro i feel like it's man. i feel like because you kind of shocked me when you told me like that was, yeah, that was gonna be our guest so like real quick before we get into the interview kind of just like going into how that so came so i never i never hesitate when it comes to reaching out to people for one that i feel would be like a great guest upon the show but the prerequisite for me to even reach out to somebody's like there's whether it be their artistry whether it be the businesses that they're in um I sometimes I just view a lot of people in terms of like their backstory. I'm like, yo, this is probably a really interesting backstory. And I really want to know like how you get from point A to point B. So back to that no hesitation, man. I hop in DMs. I will yeah. reach out to emails. Yeah. And how I really think of myself or what it is that I even come to like this, you know what I'm saying? Trying to send this message. I'm like, it's not for nothing. This is always mutually beneficial. So like my energy when I come through in the DMs be like some, yo, bro. You know, we got a show. We've been doing this and that. But I feel really good. You know, we got a couple, you know, we got a hundred, like over a hundred shows. Mm -hmm. That's always like how I come. I'm like, mm -hmm. we've been doing this for a minute. It's not like we're trying to do you test trial on you. Mm -hmm. Like, because, you know, some people could feel some type of way. Like you're just starting and now you're just, you want me yeah. to be the you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. type shit. So I try to tell people like, yo, bro, I think it would really be really dope. And I actually try to reach out to people that, to be honest with you, you don't often see on their stories yeah, yeah you might see a lot of the time their work. what they're doing in the yeah. world and that can be really amazing you know what i'm saying shout out all the guests we have but that's what we really i feel like what we really love is getting the insights in terms of like how you get from the point a to the point b so it was really dope is for a majority of the people that i really reach out to bro they're very 
receptive. Yeah. You know, they hit they hit right back and then we set that shit up. Yeah. And at the end of the day, who doesn't want to talk about themselves? Facts. Right. Like, <laughs> oh my my whole life story, eh? Like nobody's gonna speak for me. Yeah, yeah. let me let me tell the whole shit. That's know? what's up. So um shit, I guess without further ado, we can just go ahead and get into the interview. For sure. <laughs> You ready? Another episode of Early. Real Early. We got a really special guest on today. The one and only. The man. one and only Willie the Kid, man. I, I can't even What's believe up? I'm saying that right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bro, appreciate you tuning in or uh, tapping in with us. You know what I'm saying? And sitting down with us real quick for a quick convo. Uh, yeah. but first things first, man. How are you? How's that? How's everything going on? going right now oh man the lord is kind and merciful man i'm, I'm nice. blessed man. you know i'm well i can't complain just staying busy uh having a lot of fun you know what i'm saying and, and um, you know really growing and uh, exploring and you know really spreading wings lately man I'm having a good time wow that's a blessing that's a blessing bro so like on this show you know we like to get a little non-linear sometimes we definitely like to go back to the origin but you know I'm listening to Deutschmarks 3, you know what I'm saying? I know you just dropped the Blue Notes, but I'm listening to Deutschmarks 3, and, you know, there is something significant that you had said, you know, towards the end of uh, how my people feel. And you were kind of just talking about, like, within this 10 years, you know, you've kind of gotten into this stride where everything seemed natural and organic, you know what I'm saying? And I guess the way that you in tune with your artistry, how it's coming out, how endeavors outside the artistry is just coming together. Can you speak to how this last decade has been, I guess, in terms of you juggling all the types of things you have and, I guess, coming to a point where it's just flourishing, you're just keeping it going? Can you speak on that a little bit, just how the last decade been? Sure, sure. Um, when I first started making music professionally, I was young, you know, uh, like, you know, 17, 18, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. right. Hadn't experienced a whole, whole lot, you know? experienced a lot just you know how i grew up and where i grew up and the way i grew up but as far as really um can you give some context where where that is that you actually grew up from sure sure i grew up in west michigan in grand rapids it's a small okay. town but it's the second largest city in the state of michigan so right. the opportunities for black people they're real limited especially when your aspirations were to be an entertainer um right. so it wasn't a lot of outlets like that so we had to be real creative and real resourceful so a lot of people that I grew up with were entrepreneurs, whether it was legal or illegal. Entrepreneurship was just a spirit, you know, that, that that we found that we could, you know, tap into to make a living and take care of our families. Um, I was able to go to college and explore different things. My family's from New York originally, so I always was out of Grand Rapids in New York for summers and months at a time. And right. so I got to see a lot then more than my friends saw. So when I came back home, I had all of the stuff that was in the Source magazine, all the sneakers and all of the clothes and all that. You got that perspective. Like a lot of times, you know, a lot of us, we sometimes we stuck in our neighborhoods and shit like that. And this is so far from us. That's shit on yeah. TV and shit like that we, whole time. We only know what we see. Yeah, especially you, yeah. like, especially back then before, you know, social media and just really the internet. Exactly. Um, you, you only know what you see like when you step outside. You know what I'm right. saying? Like now kids these days, they got the luxury of being able to see what people are doing and you know what I'm saying, Dubai or what people are right. doing in, you know, right. other, another state even. It's right. kind of crazy. And news and news moved a lot slower. So it's like right. if right. something happened at an award show, you would hear by next month when a source came out on Double <laughs> right. Right. Whereas now, it's like right now, you can see like somebody go live right now from the, from the incident. You can see it. Real my fucking saw when Will, when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock like that <laughs> night. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that, like, that everybody was, was talking about it the next morning. Uh, 
that would have been an urban legend. That would have been something that yeah, but it would have been like that did not happen. It would have been like that did not happen. Right, it would have been a rumor. Like you know what I'm saying? Facts. There's been a there's been a lot of space to really you know debate if that really happened or not. Exactly, exactly. So like even especially like in rap, you know, when, when rap wasn't getting tremendous amount of coverage, there were a limited amount of outlets to even cover hip hop like as a culture. So you heard right. about an argument or a fight or just or some dope thing that happened, or, you know, whatever. It, it ain't gonna be negative. It can be dope shit too. You probably won't right. hear about it till the next month. God forbid yeah, if it right. happened at the end of the month and that magazine was already published for the next month, you would hear about it two months later. Yeah, you know facts, I mean? facts, facts, facts. So just just yeah, so just saying that to say, you know what I'm saying? It was it was it was different when I was really when I first aspired to be a, uh, an artist, you know. Right. Um, some of the things I used to talk about and rap about I wanted to do, you can go back to my to my, my earlier music. I'm actually doing those things right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, bro. That's what like, it is. It's kind of like you manifested. You've been yeah. on this fly that's shit what for it is. a, a yeah. very, very long time. The content didn't change. It's the, maybe the level of the shit in which you execute and change, but like these are my interests. I, I, sure. I ain't veer away from it. Exactly. So I like I I, I went to Dubai when you know when I was 19, 20 years old before people were going to Dubai. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, went twice. Right. I was the second time I went, I stayed for a whole week and went to the right. mosque and prayed and went to the restaurants and and did all of the shit I see people do now and go viral for us. Like I I been did that shit. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it was like, and that's just one of the many things that I that I that I I had this light in my eyes when I was real young and I was able to to, to really explore a lot of it. But now I'm in a position where I can bring it to life and form a business. And bring my people along and take care of folks and really, really put it, you know, on the plan. I was, I was just really experimenting with ideas, and I had a lot of dreams and aspirations. But it's different when you're really doing it, you know. And when when you were young, doing all the things that you were doing, was it solely off of opportunities that presented themselves because of the music? Like, yes was that no. kind of your sole way of getting yes around? Yes and no. Yes and no. Like okay, when I was growing up, I. Like I can show you pictures. I was down in Bahamas and Cayman Islands and all that, just coming up. Right. You know, so we had, you know, I was just living my life doing shit like that. The rap only opened it up even further. Always had a strong right. network of people around me, whether it was family or otherwise. You know what I'm saying? So I tapped into a lot of things real young. You know what I'm saying? Seen a lot real young. You know, bad shit, right. anger shit. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, I'm I don't want to go as far as that was a childhood star, but you know what I'm saying? Like I had a lot of opportunities <laughs> young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. It was just good to be able to um, get the bread and butter from the music, you know what I'm saying, and then put that back into what I was already doing and making it even crazier. Again, yeah. why this is crazy is because the music is published, so you can look at the date stamps and all of these songs and shit I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like this, right. I've been doing it, been talking about it. You know what I'm saying? That's the beautiful thing about it. You know what I'm saying? Even the aesthetics of the music itself. Like when people went through this whole phase of rapping over beats with no drums and shit like that, I was doing that. Right. Away. You know what I'm saying? Like I was doing that, and again, it's published, so I don't have to right. really, you know, talk about it like in a trying to keep up with it type of way. This is all facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even the content, like the shit I'm talking about in the music now, I talked about these same things at a more micro scale. You know what I'm saying? Because I just right. probably put my foot in it, but now I live there. Now I really like now it's like a regular everyday thing. You know what I'm saying? That's why I even get bored with social media sometimes. Like damn, like I. You know, it's like I like, bro, like this is for real for me. Like, you know, nah, nah, like, that's I, real. I'm that's not real doing shit, it. Bro. Yeah, I'm not doing it for the it's like how how do I exploit myself? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like right, right, it's, right. Nah, it's real shit. And like when we talking about the music, like when we talking about the music specifically too, like can you 
talk about exactly like how the game, the industry has actually changed. You know what I'm saying? When we got technology coming in and how as you as an artist, I don't want to necessarily say keep up with times because that's a content thing. But I guess with all these technological advancements, what are things that have changed for you since you've been doing this for since we talking about since the beginning of the millennium started, but we know that the industry has changed. Social media is coming and shit like that. So how has your approach as an artist changed in terms of releasing your content? How you go? I also noticed like what I like to use as like a lot of references, like, yo, we need to build these domains. We need to build these platforms, our websites, so we can funnel people over to these places where we actually got some say so. This is something I've seen you've been uh, doing for your drops at, like, for the past several years. Like you actually... Yo, yeah. go to the website, you know what for I'm saying? Sure. If you actually want to get the uh the product, or you for can sure. wait however many several months until it goes onto the platform. So, like, but you know, 10 years ago, shit like that too, like or even 15, we on LimeWire. Right. We downloading the shit straight yeah. off of there. You know what I'm saying? Like that can't like all the gangster grill shit early. Like, I'm telling you straight up, it's LimeWire, Frostwire, like live mixtapes, <laughs> that piff. Like, this is where we're getting it from. So, like, can you yeah. speak to how that even changes as an artist, how you have to approach the game? Yeah, um, there's a, a EP I put out. It's called Never a Dull Moment. We dropped it, I think, 08, I think it was. Okay. That was the first EP uh, that I, I want to say the first ever, but of, of its, of its, of its complexion, right? Okay. Seven, seven songs. Most of them was one verse a hook. You know what I'm saying? Word. EP, one artist, one producer, my man Lee Ben. That sounds like today. <laughs> sounds like today. That's what everybody's doing today. Again, right. I did that shit in 08. And when I did it, my even my team was like, yo, why you why the song only two minutes? Why the song only two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> where's your third verse? You know, I was yeah. like, oh, man. Where, where, where's the drums? I was getting these yeah. questions. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's right. just a loop. Why are you white? Where, the beat don't break. The drums don't come, come in at no point. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, waiting for the, the question, breakdown at some point. <laughs> so waiting for the beat to drop. <laughs> and this is it's what they do today. So, but 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 the, the the craziest question they asked me was, "What is iTunes? What is Apple Music? Why are you putting mm -hmm. it on there?" Mm -hmm. That's the wow. question they asked. That was wow. that was the pivotal question they asked me. Why are you wow. putting it just on iTunes? What 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 what, yo, what is iTunes? So I had mm -hmm. to educate the people around me to what iTunes was at the time. Right. Because when that happened, it was just like the mixtape websites where you download the mixtape off the websites. Right. Or it was complete hand-to-hand -hand physical copies in the street. You know what I'm saying? That was the first straight to digital, digital only, one producer, right. one rapper EP with loops and one verse songs of its kind. And fast forward 10 years later, every See, every record sounds like that. Every project is released that way, yep. digital only. You know what I'm saying? EP, rapper, the, right. the whole formula of that project. So to answer your question, I'm back to the future with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you ask me right, how, right. How, how, how I'm adjusting, I'm at home. Like, they caught up with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, like, so it's, like you've been, it's like you've kind of already been doing right. this, so you just got to keep doing what you've already been doing, essentially. Yeah, I'm back, I'm back yeah. to the future with it. They catching up with and me. Like, you know what I'm saying? But... You know, but other than that, of course, social media, you know, that like we just spoke about a little while ago, how everything is so instant. You know what I'm saying? Like there's right. no wait. Like, you know what I mean? And then I think the good side of that is um, there's two things. There's a good and there's a bad. The good side, of course, is we no longer need to go through any intermediaries to put our music out 
or appeal to right. the listeners and go directly to the listeners. I could drop an album right now. I can say, I can say, right. hold on, guys, stop and just and upload the album right now. Just put it out right now. You know what I'm saying? And it'll go right. directly to everybody that's following me on, on the platforms. You follow me on Instagram or Twitter or whatever you follow me at, you're going to get it right now. You know what I'm saying? That's a beautiful right. thing. That's a, that's a privilege we didn't always have. You know what I'm saying? That's right. the upside. But the bad side is it, it creates this, uh, this demand, this insatiable appetite for new music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hang out with my son, we play a record, and then like, I'm like, yo, play that one song you played last week. Oh, that's old. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you know nah, that's, right, that's, that's crazy. Like, like, it's that's old. old. I'm like, damn, like, all right. And he'd be like, yo, such and such fell off. Dad, I'm like, this nigga, yo, we was banging this album two months ago. He was just, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He, he, but he ain't dropped in two months. He ain't put up a picture on Instagram in a week. He fell off. <laughs> nah, you see what I'm saying? So, I've even seen even how you kind of even went to your drops. Like you don't actually try to appeal to this insatiable urge people have. Like you will let that time marinate. It's like, yeah. yo, bro, go back and listen to this shit. Like For this sure. shit still, it's, it's gonna carry you through to the next shit. You, yeah, all you my all my records, what? all my records got got a mean shelf life, man. A mean right. shelf life. You can play. Now, also, I feel like you don't gotta play. My bad. I was just saying, no, no. saying like I feel like you because you're you you're tried and true. Like you don't have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't like somebody that's coming up has to stay right, right. on top of yeah. people's minds. Like yeah. you're the type of person that when you drop, there's already going to be a subset of people that are going to go and check it out anyway because yep. they've been waiting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whereas younger folks now that are coming up, they if you're gonna if you're trying to build that buzz you have to stay on the front of people's minds you don't want them to forget about you That's you're right. not somebody that people can forget about you're somebody that they just get reminded whenever you decide to drop you know what i'm saying you're playing a different game and to right. add to that like would you say that at this point it's never a matter I you cater to the people that you know is already on this fly shit. It isn't a matter of oh, I'm trying to gain new listeners. Like yeah. is that mm -hmm. like where you it's like I'm not trying to gain a new it's more so appealing to my core. Like these people right. have been with me through the journey. Like, what's the right. approach with that? It's it's a blessing, man. Um, like I got a lot from the music business, man. You know, a lot of opportunities, you know what I'm saying? Made a lot of money and, 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 and it's a blast. I still enjoy the I still enjoy the process. I still love it. But the, the best thing I got was the support from the from the listeners and the fans, man. That's the best shit to be able to just drop whenever I want and still get all the support. You know what I'm saying? Like that, right. man, you can't buy that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for everybody that support my shit, man. Like for real, because I, I can drop whenever I want, you know? I was talking right. to um, Jason Jeter, uh, one of the founders of Grand Hustle. Uh, T.I., he opened a store that I had like, linked up with him at a Rock Marcy concert backstage and said, what's up? Okay. And one Sounds thing we right. spoke about was that the beautiful space I'm in right now, it's no pressure for me now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just rap because I'm nice. I just do this shit because I, I, I'm good at it. You know what I'm saying? I just right, I'm not fun. Like, I'm, I'm not worried right. about X amount of streams or X amount of whatever's out the rap to make my to make my life complete. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, right. it's, it's, a, it's a blessing to have that freedom and that liberty to just get busy, you know what I'm saying? And just get lost in my art and just put my shit out and get the support from the people in, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to not have to be, you know, uptight and under pressure to perform with this shit, you know? Yeah. Now, I, I kind of got a question, too, um, that, that takes it a little bit back. Because when you're, like we said, in a different time where there were... I guess gatekeepers, you know what I'm saying? And uh it, it wasn't like, oh, I could just post something and if 
if people resonate with it, then you know what I'm saying I'm out of here. Hey, going through How did you go about getting yourself discovered or kind of getting yourself recognized in music in a time where the way you go about it is different? Like we had we had a couple of um we had a guest, we had a group um of uh, musicians come on in a recent episode and they're more of like this newer generation so i i was sitting there thinking like dog how did people from like the ti era like how did they go about getting themselves discovered you know what i'm saying like what what was your approach and your process back then you, you gotta have a personal network like the young people right. today who have strong digital networks Right. Then you have to have a strong personal network. You know, you have to know people. You have to know somebody. Somebody has to know you. More importantly, like you know what I'm saying. Like you have to. So how you go about getting known? Like you just going to places and just talking to everybody, or like what's the what's the vibe? Did you damn I'm near? Outside. Yeah, damn near. <laughs> outside. You just got to be outside at all times, <laughs> ready for whatever. But or, or the flip side is you have, you have to create, and this and this is always my approach. You have to create things and, and become a magnet. You know what I'm saying? Like, because oh, yeah, there, there, there's a fundamental, you know, concept that um, anything you pursue will run. You know what I'm saying? So mm. if you create magnetic energy and become a value and becomes someone of interest, you'll you'll attract the things you're looking for. But that doesn't mean right. be lazy and just wait for things to fall in your lap. Oh no, you know what I'm right. saying? But at the same time, be worthy. Be worthy of a network. Be worthy of a, of you know someone giving you their number. Be worthy of when you ask somebody for something, they respond. Make yourself worthy. I think a lot of young people today, just people in general, rap and otherwise, people lazy, man. They and, and yeah. they feel entitled. Like you know what I'm saying. Like qualify yourself has always been my model. You know what I'm saying. Become eligible. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, facts. And I I kind of want to get a sense of from your vantage point. Um, like we had talked about, uh, like a little bit, uh, like a quick second ago, we had talked about um that Canon remix, and I told you that was the one for as far as you go like that kind of put you on my radar whether sure. it was that track or another track what do you feel like in your career was the one track or one moment even that kind of changed the trajectory of everything for you like as early as possible if that if that question makes sense yes or in the I, earliest thing yeah i'm i was never one of those artists man that got like the the, the big break moment you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah 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 right. yeah, yeah that, and that's kind of my point is like your your trajectory was kind of slow and slow and steady but yeah. again i feel like that was such a huge record in itself that right. in my in my social circle you know what i'm saying that's when people started talking about willie the kid yeah for sure for sure i mean i mean that's that's i think that's what my team as a whole got more of attention you know what i'm saying like that was mm -hmm. the biggest mm -hmm. platform my team was on so by default you're going to see willie the kid and hear willie the kid um when I first met Don Cannon, that probably was the, that was probably a breakthrough moment for me. But and no, but right. it wasn't Instagram shit back then, and nobody right, knew who right, he was, right. or who I was either. We just was two young people in college, so it was it wasn't a big break. But that was that's where my network began uh, mm -hmm. to be able to go do music professionally. You know what I'm saying? So by the time y'all heard Cannon, man, we had we we, we threw a hundred parties and you know what I'm saying, and did a hundred shows and put out music and. For us, that was just a, that was just another day on the job. You know what I'm saying? But right. for the world, it was the first time they saw us on that platform. Man, I, yeah. I just got to follow yeah, up yeah, though. Yeah, like, fact, fact. how did how did Wayne and Freeway end up on that though? Like, that's those are two <laughs> crazy motherfuckers to have on a track. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did that? Do you do you know like how that? Or can you speak about like how that came about? Uh, Cannon was my song. I wrote that record. That's my song. Um. I was me, me and Don Cannon lived together. We had an apartment, 
um, out of college. And he made that beat in the living room, and I wrote the rap right there on the couch where he made the beat, like right there. You, you down in the A? You down in the A in college, or yeah, this is you still Michigan? Yeah, in the A in school. Yeah. Okay. He he made the beat. I wrote the I wrote the rhyme right there on the spot and recorded Crazy. the rap right there. Boom. And then my man Detroit Red, he was in and out the crib too. Shout out to Detroit oh, Red. He man. put a verse on Detroit it too. Detroit Red, Boom. I remember his verse. So so the record is me and Detroit Red. That's that's the original can. That's the record. That's it. Mm -hmm. It was just so dope. That by the time the label started knocking, we needed a song to to pitch and, and lead and knock get down the door. Right. So they so they sent that they sent that record to them to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Everybody. That's why so many people on that song. That's why so many verses of that. Song. Uh, yeah, yeah, like There's four, so many verses, four, bro. Four, four, five, <laughs> on that they, sent, they sent that song to anybody and everybody. To try to put some 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 legs underneath it, cause I didn't have a name at the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Detroit Red didn't have a name, and Don Cannon neither, for that matter. He was a new producer, so we needed to get somebody on there to give us some gravity, especially when you want that, with the label to invest in it as a single or as a, just a, a lead record. Period. So we right. sent it to everybody. I mean, T. I did like three verses on that on that record. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's it's three different versions out there with Ti having three different. Right. Versions. You know, that's crazy. Then, then, then we did it again and used it for a uh, introduction for the radio show. And Snoop Dogg is on there, so it's a version with Snoop. Oh Dogg. wow, that's crazy! I didn't even hear that. That's, that's crazy. That's yeah, I haven't even heard Snoop Dogg version on that. That's crazy. For sure, for sure. And shout out to Lil Wayne because he did it immediately and sent it right back, like quick. Hey, so we we sent it to him. We sent it right back that same day. Yeah, he that's was crazy. Hey, I've heard what, stories like that about him. Hey, mixtape Weezy at that era. Yeah, <laughs> I've literally, I've literally heard Wayne, a lot of different interviews Lil where Wayne people said that. Exemplified to me as a young artist, Lil Wayne exemplified to me the validation of why the top artists are the top artists. Because working right. with drama, working with Kenny, work, working with DJs and producers, so you see all the artists. I saw every right. artist come through the studio. I see their work ethic. I see how some brothers mm. come and just get really high, go to sleep. Drink, don't do shit. Come in, knock shit out, leave. Charge niggas, don't charge niggas. Come late, stay. You know, I, right. I seen. I, you know, I'm not I'm not putting seen names. But I, seen, I seen a lot of artists, and I learned a lot of different. Oh shit! Right. <laughs> 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 I mean, my bad. Yeah. I, I was always okay, a fan man. of the, uh, the the Tupac model. There's this video where Tupac was going off. In the studio. I'm Yo, like, wait, we don't see, we don't see. Oh, okay, bet. Now you bet, you bet, you bet. Yeah, I was always a fan of the Tupac model. There's this video where Tupac was going off in the studio. He was like, "We don't got no time." I turn the album. He yelling at some brothers in the mixing room, yelling at some other niggas in the producer room. Like, I was always thinking, like, I'ma work. You know what I mean? Like, I even trained myself as a young person to not even uh write raps in the studio. You know what I'm saying? I write all my raps before I get to the studio. So I, I go to the studio. So I'm, that way I'm, you can just work. Utilize the time. To perform, you know what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. Unless, unless I'm creating with a producer, and that's what we're doing. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. We create. Right. 100%. Right. Like if I mean the producer, we're, we're, we're cutting the album, then yeah, of course, I'm going to write right there on the spot. Right. But if yeah. I'm like booking my own studio, the big mic, my, my music for shit I already got, mm -hmm. I, I go in there and perform right at home. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. Mm -hmm. That's some shit I hey, just being a young it, it, artist, you know what I'm saying? But no, yeah. it's it's crazy how you talk about like even the responsibilities, like in terms of the process. Cause I even know, like, even when niggas be punching in the stew, it's like, yo, bro, especially when we paying for stew time, it's like, bro, oh, yeah. why would I come in there and now I'm trying to create? It's like, yeah. bro, I got this shit really memorized off top. The way I'm yeah. about to go in and perform it now, I'm not, I don't really gotta read it. I can right. really perform right. this shit and then get like the best quality shit. That's you know what I'm saying?
camp because once upon a time I was a young artist who didn't have access to a studio how I do right. now. Yeah, I, like 24-7. Studios in Michigan, New York, I can go, I can Atlanta, I can record anywhere now, a studio in my crib, I can do you know whatever. But once upon a time I didn't have that kind of access. So I had right. to I had to be more resourceful about the way I approach using the studio. And I learned that that made me more of an efficient artist when I started getting around other professional artists. Like I see right. brothers book a studio for two or three days and make one song. Cause like uh, you spent a lot of money for that one song, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I'm, if I'm in the lab for two or three days, that's the album. I'm done. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. And like I'm done. Like we out of here. We just mixing after that and chilling. You know what I'm saying? Chilling in the blanks. But 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 the point I wanted to make though is that watching Lil Wayne work and how he worked at that time let me know that there's a reason why the top artists are the top artists. He mm -hmm. he was top of the brass, but turned this shit in that same day. The brothers yeah, who right. really probably needed the opportunity took them days, if not weeks, yeah, to turn right. that shit in. Like, oh, right. that explains it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I get the it. Difference. I get it. And that's yeah. why he could put like he put out so much music in that span of time. That's and true. it's like, well, yeah, it's like <laughs> that's why if he's working, like if he's able to knock joints out like that, then you're able to get more shit in. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And it's crazy, like, we talk about albums and projects. I definitely want to talk about so now, you know what I'm saying? In the midst of you, you know what I'm saying, dropping these projects throughout the decade, like, you link up with V-Don, you know what I'm saying? I don't, like, y'all niggas already can retire right now. <laughs> that should be in the Hall of Fame right now with the projects y'all drop. Can you yeah. speak about, I guess, what it was, or like, how you guys found, like, this synchronicity? And right. y'all kind of continue, like, you know, you got these, uh like, trilogy with the the deutsch marks and i mm -hmm. i'm not like i ain't gonna speak for you know you got two of the blue notes you know what i'm saying these are all mm -hmm. v done production i know you also got like the, the tape with ito as well too you know what i'm saying but like can you speak i guess to how this came together and what it was with you it's kind of like going back to your 08 roots and you like bruh we running right. this shit back like I, back, leave all v I don't want nothing else <laughs> yeah yeah no nah, that's my god v done is um He's a friend, you know what I'm saying? First and foremost, that's my brother, you know what I'm saying? That's my that's man. Real. So we got so much music because we really friends for real. Like this ain't just no right. rap shit. Like that's why we got a lot of music, you know what I'm saying? Because right. like he would really call me on some regular shit. We really chop it up on a regular time. Or I go, go up his way and we just chill for the weekend. We ain't do no music, we just kicked it, you know what I'm saying? So that's right. my dog. Um, but he, he, he's the reason why you probably got all of this really the kid be done music because he always tapped me on the shoulder to pull me back to the rap you know what i'm saying mm, i'll right. be way deeper to some other thing you know what i'm saying and he'll call me like yo man we gotta put some shit out i'm like yeah all right you know what i mean like I, 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 <laughs> right. yeah i might be so i don't know i'm in i'm in Houston, like that's been two years he's like i'll get to uh, it uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so let me take care of these things and i'll get to it yeah you right you know i'll be in the car somewhere speeding and he'd be like yo man i'm gonna see you something right now check your email you know what i'm saying or, you know he'll text it to my phone and I'll be thinking about something else. I'll be doing something like working with Mo2 or, you know, right. we, got, we got a lot of shit going in Michigan right now. Right. We got a coffee shop. Sure. So we'll get into that. But I'll yeah, be for sure. For sure. Shit. Like one time I was in a meeting for my liquor license for one of the bars up there. And I look at my face and four beats. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like in the meeting, like fake listening to the beats and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, then that, and then that right there, it just, it just turns the light back on. Like, oh, I need to get in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and, then, and then when he does that, about a few weeks later, you got an album done. You know what I'm saying? So like, so he he always tapped me on the shoulder and remind me like, yo man, we got fans, we got people that wants to, you know, they want to hear this shit. So don't get far on with that, with that, with that, in that business space that we forget about the music, forget about the art. So 
it's just it's just it's just an organic relationship, man. It's somebody that I'm a big fan of his. He's a big fan of mine. I can't wait to hear right. movie done, even if it's not even my music. We work with other right. artists, I, man. I can't wait to hear that shit. So I know he did some crazy yeah. shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he always like... hit me up. You know, like yo, yo, you the nicest. Niggas need to hear you, bro. You give him more music. Give him more music. So like little shit like that just keep us, you know, in the studio recording. That, that's. That's a that's a blessing to have like you know somebody be able to do them check ins and also like I guess challenge you in a creative way like that's yeah. always a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. well, let's definitely even like you know talk about that you know the things that sometimes if it's ain't music, which you actually need deep in like so I want to actually talk about your actual interests right like because I see you know what I'm saying you really like we talk about the entre entrepreneur spirit to the fullest so you got your hands delved in a lot of things like from the fields I see the sip, um. So you got like you in the cannabis industry, you also in the liquor industry, like um, also with the Motu Vigo, like that's also a nice touch too with the wine. Like were any of these like something like you came in the game or was trying to leverage your position or get to something where you can you can find yourself in these industries or was this something on the fly? Like literally you just through your networks, a personal connection, whatever it is that your experiences you're going through in life, you're like. Yo, I might as well piece this together. Maybe just hop into this lane that's looking lucrative. So, like, how did like Motu Vigo and like the cannabis business, all these, what was first? How did it come about? You know? Well, yeah. Um, if you pull the music back, I always rapped about this shit. I always talked right. about. It. I always said I was gonna do it in some capacity. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was all a part of the plan. Uh, how fast one move beget the other move? That was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought right. that I'll be knee deep in Motu Vigé. And that's all I'll be doing for a while. But right, right when we got Motu Vijay, um, we had we had enough resources and enough spaces to start buying commercial real estate. So we started looking at buildings and shit like that to buy and you know, get our real estate portfolio up. You know what I'm saying? Along the way, we right. to get access to a building uh, to open up a nightclub. So it was a spot that was like a dead space that was once a nightclub years ago. And it's kind of and what, what, what time frame is this? Like around when is this that you're doing the like we we when Motu we, we becomes lost, lost Motu you know. in 2018. Okay. So the opportunity for the nightclub came right after. Okay. Um, so we started developing what that would look like and right. got the space and started renovating the space. It was over a million dollars of renovation, new electrical, new plumbing, flooring, walls. It was completely outdated and under code. Right. So we have to take that whole space and sort of bring it back to life, um, get our licensings, get our zonings, get everything together. That, and that took about a year and change. But right as we was getting ready to open, COVID hit. And so mm, when COVID right. hit, yeah, it was like, yeah. we, posted, we were supposed to open in April, COVID hit in March. So yeah. imagine so imagine we a million in debt in the space already. You know what I'm saying? And we had to open, we had to, we had to literally it was a good thing and a bad thing. The bad Go thing was digital. we couldn't open. <laughs> right. we couldn't open but, but the good thing was we didn't open it. So yeah. we wasn't eligible to go get any loans or bailouts and all that shit because we wasn't right. open. But at the same time, we had to still you know take care of responsibilities there and pay on the building to pay on everything that happened, insurances and licenses, even through the whole pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. shout, out, shout out to my team. We still strong for a year, year and a half. Just, you know, just putting money and putting time into the space that we couldn't even open. You know what I'm saying? And right. then we finally opened it and, you know, it went crazy. It went crazy. And then from there, we had an opportunity. Uh, we partnered with some good friends. We opened up a coffee shop uh, that's also a bar as well. So it's, uh, it's called Sip Coffee and Cocktails. Oh, it's oh. a historical neighborhood in Grand Rapids, Alger Heights. And um, 
it's just a good idea if you have a little neighborhood watering hole, you can get coffee and get a nice upscale cocktail. So it's really dope. And, and is that the purpose for it to be some neighborhood vibe, or is that something that you want to franchise through all throughout Michigan type thing? Um, like na- the- neighborhood vibe for now, vibe, you know what okay, I mean? Because it's, sure. it's, it's definitely an, it's in a niche neighborhood and it's, it's, it's a niche right, crowd right. and, it's, and it's a good thing. But um, sure. the Mo the Motu brand would definitely that's where we're gonna put our national footprint. We have a uh mm-hmm. We have a spot in Muskegon, which is on a lakeshore, West Michigan's lakeshore. It's called the Mo2 Lakeshore Wine Bar. So it's a flagship hospitality business for our company. We have a tasting room on one side. That's the Mo2 Lakeshore Wine Bar. And then in the back is Prohibition, which is a speakeasy, you know, cocktail lounge type of spot. So we'll be servicing two different types of interests in one bar. So it's two bar concepts in one space with Mo2 VJ as the flagship name of it. So it's, it's us we promoting our champagne and our wine um, and promoting our our, our, um, our vodka as well in one location. Our product lines is diverse now. We have two wines. One is Eye Candy. Uh, the other one is uh, Rose Law Select. That's what I got. I, I, I need to stop boosting. I need to put an order in after this shit. For sure, that's what our good friend Ty Mark is out of Detroit, man. He's a, he's a pioneer and he's a... Um, He's a trailblazer, man, for for fashion and culture out of Detroit. A uh, big power player for starter, big power player with the Pistons, uh, the Lions. Uh, and man, if you, if you don't know who Ty Marcus is, you can look him up ASAP. But we we partner with him, and he has he has his Rose Law Select brand. We're running with that out of Mo Two. Um, Avani Supreme. This is our this is our vodka. We push it heavy right now. Oh we yeah, just, yeah, yeah. We, what we is Avani? You said Avani? Yeah, Avani. Yeah, this is uh, okay. Corn base. We just signed a deal with Costco. We have Costco in Michigan right now. You know nice. Oh, that's lit. All right. Yeah, and they, they, got, they got a website as well. If people just go to Avani. They can order yeah, that Mo, shit for them. Yeah, okay. yeah, Mo2VJ Spirits, everything is there. Okay, for sure. Yeah. That's crazy, man. You all these <laughs> all these endeavors and shit. Like, this how long has home. this how long? I mean, like you said, it's been in the music forever, but what at what point did you did you feel like okay, it's time to start? veering not not veering away from the music that's not what i'm trying to say but you know what i mean let me start yeah. diversing uh by, yeah. my, my attention you know or diverting my attention into other yeah. things that like now at, was, at what time is it like now's the time to start doing that i got to a point that i just was living like, it was like 2016 2015 i just was living like i'm putting the music out i'm chilling i'm cool and my man right. jokes man shout out to my man Jonathan Jokes. he was like hey man so what's next like what are we gonna do <laughs> we, just, we just gonna right. be like floating in the music shit. Like, like we're like what you like what's next you know what i'm saying so he was like yo let's do this let's um let's get a concept to get to some business because it's opportunity here i live in atlanta primarily so i was going home you know less and less he was like yo we should come back home and you know was, let's like let's get busy you know what i'm saying so right. we came up with a concept of grusa and we started doing merchandising for the city so it started off as a clothing line or some lifestyle shit, but we ended up getting to a legal situation with the city that allowed us to become the official vendor um, to make stuff for the city. So whether exactly. it's a you know a vest for the, the, the sanitation workers or whether it's the meter made people wearing a hat or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, we right, became right. the premier flagship um, vendor for a lot of the city merchandise. We basically took Grand Rapids. That's an interesting market right there, bro. Because, <laughs> like, you know, they always going to need their, their uniforms. Uh-huh. And I've, I've literally never, bro, I've literally never thought, okay, who supplies the uniforms for all these wow. positions around the city? That's crazy. You can, you can, and who can style it? Because it could yeah, be, it, it yeah. be just a vest with just Grand Rapids, city of Grand Rapids. But you know, you can, that's that's a that's a blank canvas 
for an art mm. piece. You know what I mean? That's right. what Blake for merchandise. So we started right. making hats and sweaters and started doing some things with the city in collaboration with the city. We did some things with the, with the public schools, so like the high schools. There's like four major like major high schools in there. Right. And we, we appealed to the Grand Rapids public school system and did a whole merchandising brand of hats for the high schools. So we had people right. that was alumni who graduated from these high schools 10, 15 years ago, going on the website, buying the school hats, bringing them back. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we started looking at all the opportunities to celebrate pride in the city. Um, as far as being, I'm from Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids is, mm -hmm. again, the second smallest city in Michigan, but people still wore Detroit apparel all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. to Detroit, we loved the D, but there was nothing home. Like, we had, we had no cool Grand Rapids shit. I got off the plane right. one time, and I'm looking in the gift shop, and it was just the blandest, wackest. Nobody's gonna wear that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right, right. gotta have some cool shit that say Grand Rapids on it. So that was the beginning of GRUSA. And the marketing and the and the intensity and how fast it spread it cross cultures. It wasn't just a neighborhood black thing. It wasn't just a mainstream with the city thing. Young people, older people, women, you know, black, white, other, everybody got into it to where our, our Instagram page became its own phenomenon, even outside mm -hmm. of the clothes. So we started putting That's history right. information cool. <laughs> on the Instagram page and showing up. Like we we just it, it just got so crazy that the next thing for us to do was think about what other business. We could get into and then Motu Vijay came from that and and ambiance and sip and then you know they passed the legalization law to make cannabis legal in Michigan. You know we had right. to that. You know what I'm saying? So we jumped down in there and got with some good people um out, out of Muskegon again. We're doing fields. It's a cannabis yeah. destination. Uh this would be a national, if not global, destination for cannabis um cultivation to consumption across the board. So we're gonna grow indoor and outdoor on location you'll be able to purchase retail on location you'll be able to smoke and consume on location you're gonna be able to enjoy a restaurant with a bar full of yeah. license you're gonna be able to go out to the live space amphitheater farmers market summertime i mean just a whole cannabis experience i'm talking about weddings meetings date night uh concerts just by yourself at the work yeah. come down like just a whole space where you could do all the above on one location also, we're going to be big on the education of cannabis. So we're going to make sure people um, have a firm understanding about the medicinal properties. And, um, you know, again, again, the cultures, the cultural significance when it comes to vindication of minorities and cannabis as well. So we're going to really be barking up a lot of trees with this project. Hey, bro, that's that's that, that's amazing, bro. And like, I guess with all of that really even just tied together, bro, throughout the whole process, all of your ventures, endeavors and all of that. What keeps you grounded throughout this process? You know what I'm saying? Like, what keeps sure. you focused? What keep you right? What keep you like? Make sure that you don't give into any type of distractions because these are a lot of. I mean, these are tall tasks. You know what right. I'm saying? Like everything is. You know, it seemed to be going well, but at the same time, it take a lot of. You know, what I'm saying muscle behind this type of thing. Like, sure, a lot of things behind closed curtains that's happening type shit. So, like, how do you make sure like throughout the midst of it all? You know what I'm saying? You stay focused. You stay right, and like you keep on moving forward. Yeah, and before I answer that, you know, we also have another cannabis venture down in uh, Middleville, Michigan, with my homeboy Big. Shout out to Bigs, local um, okay. Middleville, complete retail. So we have a right. dispensary, you know what I'm saying, too, that has right. nothing to do with fields. It's a whole another venture. So we got fields, right. cannabis destination, and then we got our retail spot as well. What uh, no. other partners there too? So shout out to, to Russ and Troy and and Bigs and my gang out there. But yeah, so but what keeps me going, man, is just um. 
you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of things, you know, God first, of course, you know what I'm saying? Like right. just giving me the confidence and the opportunity to even, to even do these things. Right. Um, but, you know, but secondly, just having a team, right. You got to have accountability partners. You got to have people that's, that wants goodness for you. Like they want it for themselves. You got to have that. Right. You got people that say, yo man, cause I could easily go and just do more too by myself. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'd right. rather, I'd rather have my team with me and vice versa. They could have did it without me. You know what I'm saying? And, and, but calling me along on it. And then once we get here, then what's next? You know, I don't think, I don't believe in eating alone. I don't believe in that. I don't, and I don't, right. and I don't believe that you can, you can give furthers as you can by yourself. Some, some people say that, but I don't, I don't believe that. It's about who you got around you, not the number of people you got around you. You know what I'm saying? So I believe in that teamwork is, is definitely what God is seeing was, was keeping us grounded. You know, also it's just, man, shit, man, the opportunities are here. Like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I learned from one of my mentors when I was real young, you know, that world is yours theory, man. I, I, I always believed in that. You know what I'm saying? I always believed that I, whatever I wanted, I'm going to get it. Whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I never, I never saw nothing as an obstacle from getting to it. Just maybe, maybe take a little bit more time. You know what I mean? Maybe just, you know, but everything is an opportunity, man. Everything is an opportunity yeah. to be great, to learn, to develop, to grow, you know, to achieve. And that's just been my mm-hmm. mindset, man. So just being confident that, that I can do this shit is what keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm. In. Is there anything that you feel like you haven't tapped that you want to yet? Or are you pretty much doing everything right now that you want to be doing? Is there any kind of terrain that you, for whatever reason, just haven't tapped yet, but you're, you want to someday? I'm working, I'm working on some things now, uh, with, with the young, with the young, with the youth, with the young people. Okay. okay. That's that I'm, that's where I want to settle eventually. I want to be in a space where I set up a lot of programming, to take care of young folks to get into these industries, man. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily yeah, yeah. cannabis or alcohol, but just period. Yeah. Right, right. Right. You right. say you got a son, right? Sports, tech, all that. Yeah. How old is your son? Everything. Everything. So that's that. You say you say you say you got a son, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a teenager or a kid or yeah, teenager, fifteen. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, like we was we had a whole episode a couple of weeks ago about how like the development of youth is really something that's really interesting to me these days. So I feel yeah. like that's, I feel like the older we get, especially as men, I feel like we kind of see what, what was missing from our childhood, how we still was able to, you know what I'm saying? Accomplish the things that we accomplished, but it's like, okay, if I could, if I could figure out a way to fill those gaps for the people that come behind me, sure. you know what I'm saying? Who knows what could come of that? You know what I'm, I mean? I'm, I'm hearing people toss this Frederick Douglass quote around a lot lately. Um, that says, you know, it's easier to build strong children than to fix broken men. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, that's yeah. I've never heard yeah, that, but that's amazing. That's, that's great. That's and I believe shit. in that. Yeah. And I believe in that right. wholeheartedly. I think all of this, it doesn't go anywhere if it stops with us. You know what I'm saying? We gotta right. start, we gotta start growing the army, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I got some things in the works uh with hospitality, because we got several liquor license for you know facilities and we we be into restaurants and bars. So from hospitality. To technology, uh, to even cosmetology um, and barbering, uh, yeah. construction. Um, I'm, I want to. I want to build like a like a. I want to build like an entity that branches off into several different markets and brings oh, in crazy. specialists oh, yeah. from each market to do this programming and get these young people certified so they can roll a lot of these situations, especially in low income, high potential neighborhoods. Give them opportunities to get out of these these situations, man, and go and start building careers and sustainable um, 
you know, salaries and whatnot so that the opportunities ain't got to just be, you know, what we're used to. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the responsibility of a lot of these big corporations, man. It's like you have to invest in your own workforce. You have to invest in the future of your industry. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think the, the corporations are here and then the, the potential talent is here, but there's nobody in the middle bridging the gap. So that's mm-hmm. that's really what I what I, I'm really looking 100%. looking to get heavy off into, man. Once I get everything, you know, situated on my end. Yeah, now nah, that's fire, that's and uh, right there, best of luck on that because I feel like that's really important. You know what I'm saying? So it's the only um, way, I, I really I really want to see you execute that, um, yeah. especially in a place. I mean, I don't know what the vibe of Grand Rapids is specifically, but you hear a lot about um, you know Michigan as a whole. How like there is a lot of work to be done as far as like bring upbringing with the youth and everything like that oh, so yeah. i feel like that would be you know what i'm saying it's where you're doing it is going to be highly valued you know what oh, i'm saying no, so, no, but no. Well, as soon as i strike i'm gonna strike i'm gonna strike national i'm not gonna do it just in michigan you know okay well there you go yeah, I, yeah. I'm, hey. I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking to corporations not right, right. right. you know what i'm saying i'm talking about the yeah. big names i'm talking to the big the big big the global you know and yeah. national brands like you know what i'm saying like I, we should have all of these big companies with these billions and billions of dollars invest in the you know pocket change and the growing communities into strong right, workforce. Right, you facts, know what I'm saying? Facts, like and getting technical technical training and get out here and change their lives and change our communities. We're not we're not gonna be far at our economic stability, man. We're not gonna be far at all. And it shouldn't we shouldn't have to risk our lives for economic stability. There should be it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a life or death situation to eat. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, that that can't be the way, especially for our young right. people, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that, that get rich or die trying, <laughs> like that, we don't need that anymore. <laughs> we don't need that anymore. Still be alive, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Big facts. You don't got to die and go to jail to get rich, man. Like you don't have to. Facts. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There has right. to be a strategy around that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm focused on. You know, conquering eventually. You know what I'm saying? No, that's honorable. Yeah, yeah man. Honorable. But uh man, uh Willie, we really appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, taking Truly, the time to bro. do this, bro. Hell yeah. Uh, don't want to take up too much of your time, but this has been a dope conversation. Appreciate y'all, brothers, man. Thank y'all. Right, yeah, just check us out. Before we get out of here though, like, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you want to touch on? Or um, if not, like if there if there is anything, share it. But outside of that, also, you know what I'm saying. Let people know where yeah, they can keep up with you. Let them know where they can get a bottle, man. Like that. Some good yeah, boat yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? Where they gotta go when they pull up the Grand Rapids? Let them know. You know? For sure, for sure. Um, just to connect with the world, check me out on Instagram. It's right there underneath my underneath my video there. But look in the bio there. Everything is there. Motu V J M O T U underscore V I G E T. Um, Motu Lakeshore Wine Bar. You know, wine wine tasting room. Prohibition, which is on the other side of that same building. Ambiance GR, downtown Grand Rapids, uh, sip coffee and cocktails, you know what I'm saying? Coffee shop, uh, hybrid cocktail lounge as well. Uh, tune in, Fields, Cannery. Make sure you stay posted on that. That will be a cannabis destination, national cannabis destination very soon. And in Boca Middleville, we open doing retail, legal cannabis, white glove service, but we down in um, on the south, south of Grand Rapids. You come into town, man. Make sure you hit me on the DM. Let me know. I'll put you in the Oh, hey, 100%. 100%, sure. bro. Much appreciated again, bro. For, for real, sure. man. For Honored sure. if you had to come on the show. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. I appreciate your time, bro. All right, All right man. Know, man. Take it Yeah, man. Shout out Willie the Kid again for coming on. Dope 
dope conversation. That that nigga got so many things going on right now. Yeah, man. Very tough um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of aspirational right there. Well, the fact. I, that's 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 where I want to be. Like, uh, got a lot of things to make bread off of, but I don't got to go to any particular thing. You know what I'm saying? I can go to whichever one I want to go to that day. <laughs> that'd be that'd be fun. Like, you know what? Go on, drop a mixtape today. <laughs> that part. Let me let me go make some music. That's that's it. one of those things, got it, you know. Bro, the thing about creating like things like that, um, I think it's crazy because people kind of there's this there's this negative connotation about being like an older rapper, right? I think more more so if like it's not if you're not like a commercially successful older rapper, right? But that's one of those things that you really do get better as you get older. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, even that um, perception has been changing, you know, over the last several years. I agree years, with that. Right? I agree like with that. You have, you know, you see this Griselda movement. Mm-hmm. You see, like, dudes like Willie the Kid, Rock, Marciano, Mark. Like, it's, you starting to, it kind of just speaks to your point. Even a nigga like Hove, I mean, 444. You know, 100%. That he's 47. Yeah. You know, so when we're seeing this, it's like, no, rap is really or music in general is really an expression of how you live in. That's actually, a, it's a timeless sport. And it's, it's one of these things that's, sport, it's one of these know. creative en- endeavors that, cause I, I liken it to any other kind of art, like painting or, um, you know, filmmaking, yeah. you know, yeah, 100%. Uh, anything like that. And it's like all the best ones are older and they get better as they get older. I mean, you know, you know, and, the reason as to that is because ideally you're just becoming more into your own. Hundred percent. Like you know, you, you, so, you, you sink more into what your style is. Exactly. You, you've you've mastered probably different styles, so now you can become creative and and use what you know to uh, kind of push new styles. You know, what there's I'm saying? a point in your music where you're talking about your future aspirations. Fast forward. You're living. I'm them. living it. Yeah. It's, and now you got what but is now that you got but, like? but now but that brain now? <laughs> the thing <laughs> is though your your brain always has new ins- that's the thing i feel like we you always know? get to our goals because our brain is constantly creating newer goals you know what i'm saying so it's like on the path so i could be on my way to one goal and when i'm 80 percent there literally my brain is like i'm not doing enough i need to, you know what i'm saying i need to think bigger and then you kind of soar past the original one on your way to the next one and then you it's really when you stop for a second take a look back and you're like damn look at all the things that i've done back right. there you know right. what i'm saying 100%. and 100%. just i feel like that only accumulates as we get older there's no oh that stops at 30 or that stops at 40 even oh. or that stops at 50 it just you know so I, I feel like more, it just continues to it's the more, things that we might care about right. might change but that hunger that drive kind of sustains i think i mean the stories that we they just get more interesting right it's not necessarily like you know not everything is for everybody and sometimes if you just kind of like try to tune in towards maybe the end, like not not the end, but more so you kind of in the middle of some shit, it might not resonate with you. But for instance, if you could hear somebody throughout the growth of like a sort of span of 10 to 15 years, it's kind of different. You're mm-hmm. like, yo, bro, like to just hear the like the sound get better. You know what I'm saying? She just get more refined. And it's like, oh, OK, this is the types the scale of things is, you know, what I'm saying she's really dope. Nah, you no, know? facts facts but um yeah man that's another uh episode of early uh, appreciate 
Willie the Kid for coming on. For sure, man. We got a, another dope episode really, coming next week. Really dope with Micah, man. Yeah, Micah yeah. Fraction. Yeah, man. we got into um some dope. cool things with him. Video coordinator um, for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh and and honestly, that was probably one of the most uh like intriguing yeah joints that yeah. i felt it's so like, crazy not nah, because like we, we just did bit. willie the kid but also i'm just like i it's yeah like demystifying it, it, something that like, it's like yo, that's so it's such a it's such a i guess right. non-glamorous thing but it's so Important. dope to me i think me as uh as like a sports fan and a uh videographer you know what i'm saying video editor yeah i, I just found it so interesting you know yeah. what i'm saying like having that conversation right with now. micah so that's coming next week but um, other than that, man, everybody have a good weekend. For sure, man. And we'll see y'all next week. All right. Early. Early. Early.